Hi, everyone. This is Catherine Adams. And Elizabeth Wallace. And you're listening to Binary System Podcast number 115. And tonight we have two very special guests. Uh, sitting in with me is Nathan Adams. Greetings. And also sitting with me is Jada Scarborough. Hi, guys. And finally, we can actually talk about one of our favorite Oscar categories, the Oscar-nominated animated shorts, because Jada and I and Leland from Lost in Sci-Fi Podcast just went to see it yesterday. All right. Now, we talked on our last podcast about the fact that I had just seen Garden Party and that I thought it was a touch disturbing. So what did you guys think? (laughs) I thought because I had gone in prepared for it, I was expecting the worst. And so when I saw, spoilers, the body at the end, uh, I was it was definitely gross. No grosser than the well zombie on The Walking Dead, though. Well, the well zombie had sound effects. So. Yeah, 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 that's true. <laughs> that, that was a, the whole scene on The Walking Dead where they're trying to get a mostly rotten but still moving around zombie out of the bottom of a well, and it uh. fell apart. <laughs> Jada, what did you think of it? Well, typically, I the older I get, the more squeamish I am about things like that. But I don't know. I just thought that was hilarious because I thought it looked like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ha, 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 ha. so then I questioned myself: Am I a psychopath? And nope. then you know, go on from well, there. Well, if you are, you're in good company because Leland <laughs> asked me the exact same question after that one. He was like, "Was that supposed to be Donald Trump?" And I'm like, "I he don't know, but that'd be fun." It yeah. really, it felt like the animators were really poking at like the not just people who have money, but the ridiculously wealthy, the people who can surround themselves with absolutely stupid levels of luxury and a little soundboard and, you know, control panel that can control every single aspect of the whole entire house. And none of it seemed to have helped. Yeah. And I thought the biggest thing with that one was too, like how long had he been there and nobody cared about him to even notice that he was yeah. dead. Exactly. Was exactly. Decomposed. I hadn't even thought about that, that yeah. no one seemed to have come around to check on him. And now time was passing during the whole course of the actual short as well. I mean, more than a day, I would think. Do you think? I was thinking it was like the difference between morning and night. I thought it was maybe a day. Yeah, I thought it was morning and night, but obviously it had been some time since the you know, all the bugs and the critters come in mm-hmm. after it's... And enough know, for that one um, frog to uh, eat all of the macaroons inside that jar. <laughs> and I also thought that, that was, was like Donald that. Trump because he's stupid and got his head stuck in a jar. <laughs> and he was so fat he could barely move. That's my favorite part of that was seeing him roll across the yeah. table with stuck inside <laughs> that jar. And still like trying to get the macaroon that's outside <laughs> the glass. <laughs> I did think the animation on that was beautiful. That was fantastic. Oh, it man. looks real yeah it was i was just like it just totally looked real and the way they did the little frogs was just so adorable the little delicate beautiful little things i mean you normally don't think of frogs as being beautiful but that was just so cool there was also some little subtle touches because you know you had the bigger frog was sort of trying to get with the littler frog through the whole animation and then towards the end when the sound comes on they both come crawling out from under like a piece of cloth i'm like (laughs) they just did it (laughs) (laughs) so what do you suppose i guess one of the messages of it, if you figure that the animators had like a reason behind it, one of them it was, you know, you can have all the money in the world, but if nobody cares about you, it's not worth a heck of a lot. I thought another message might have been, you know, it doesn't matter how much you surround yourself with, you can't take it with you. Nope. And then maybe also, I don't know if you have that much amount of wealth, you're going to have some pretty powerful enemies too, because that house was shot up all the hell. Yeah, yeah. it's like the more wealth you have, the more tempting of a target it becomes. The whole time where they were going through the house and you're seeing all the bullet holes and every the broken glass and everything, and I'm thinking about that part of Breaking Bad, spoilers if you ever watched Breaking Bad, where 
Gus and Jesse go down to Mexico to meet with the cartel guys, and Gus slips on the poison wine. Yes, <laughs> yes, a, exactly. Like, dead people all over the place, yes. I think the creators did actually have a kind of mafia idea going into this, this idea that it's not just wealthy. We're talking about illegal uh, methods of getting wealth to have something like this. Catherine, didn't you read somewhere that it was a graduate student film? Yeah, it was, actually. It was, this was made by students. This was their graduation project. Wow, it was incredible. So, moving on to the next one, let's see, what do we want to jump to next? Hang on. Let's talk about negative space while you're looking. I was just (laughs) thinking about negative space. That one probably got one of the biggest, like, slight awe, but also kind of laughing moment from the audience at the end, because that last line was so neat. The the (laughs) fact that they just ended it with that. I mean, nothing else, no poignant sigh or a musical sting or anything like that. It's just, wow, look at all that wasted space. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) No, that was... Also, the animation on that was really cool. A very, like, a a really textural stop-motion animation going on, just with all the different clothes. And when he's swimming through the sea of things that you would pack in a suitcase, it's really neat. And a little piece of underwear acting as a little jellyfish, whatever, swooping by. (laughs) Very clever. I don't know that that one has a chance of winning since it's up against some really, really impressive CGI, but I could see why it was nominated. I also, the other one, Dear Basketball, which I thought was really, really neat. And Leland was even saying he's very fond of that particular animator who does that, the artist who did the style for that. But all of us are just kind of like, Kobe Bryant's sort of a problematic person, I guess. Yeah, I think I I read an article about the animated shorts and the person made a comment about, well, I wonder which panel is going to be ignoring a history of sexual abuse. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. this one. So, yeah. That yeah, because was... he was accused of rape a couple of times, right? And, yeah, there uh, was a 19-year-old girl, apparently, and she said that it was rape. And he said in a statement that, you know, he had thought that we had had something and I had thought it was consensual. And if I'm wrong, I apologize, but I don't know. But I'm pretty sure that was the same time he was married. Oh yeah. No, yeah. definitely. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like, if he's not doing something illegal, it was definitely a douchebag move. <laughs> oh, definitely. Well, I mean, I thought the animation, the whole short itself was really impressive because I'm sitting there and I'm actually getting a little choked up and I don't even like basketball. Exactly. <laughs> I, I teared t- up. Yeah. I totally, I looked at Elizabeth and I was like, damn, I'm already crying. <laughs> But, and that's why it got nominated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, and again, people have pointed out the fact that it's really, really impressive and you can really show that he loved the game, you know, for his entire life. At the same time, it doesn't really address how he deals with the fact that the thing that he's worked his entire life for is now not going to be a thing for him anymore. So it's yeah. like, it would have been nice to actually deal with a little of that because that's got to be pretty heartbreaking. I mean, his, his entire life had to have been about basketball in order for him to get where he got in his career. And his body isn't going to let him do it anymore. But that's that's why I liked when he said, you know, so I have to let you go. And you see the basketball fall and he goes, but that's okay. I mean, <laughs> you got to admit, the way he read the lines was really impressive, too. Yeah. Just his delivery of them was really good. Yeah, for not being an actor. Yeah, it was very good. So I want to move on from that one to the one I think, Jada, you said that it was your favorite, and it was Revolting Rhymes. Oh, God, I love that. That's my favorite, too. <laughs> oh, the, the fairy tale. The retold yes. fairy tale. 
have we seen that animator doing something else? Because especially the way the characters' faces were done looked so familiar. Like I've seen yeah. that before, or maybe I've seen uh, like a comic book or something. I mean, I could have researched this ahead of time, but why would, well, why we, would we do that? I have it yeah. pulled up here. It says it was done by Jacob Shaw and Jan. Lawsher? We'll have to look so and I've see what else they did. Yeah. I thought a little bit, like, especially the evil stepmother, who that was Leland's favorite character. Oh, my God. Totally. It was Leland's favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> she was awesome. She was great. But I thought she reminded me a little bit of, what's his face from Despicable Me? Yes, Gru. Yeah, just yes. a little bit. Yeah. So. I've never seen any of the Despicable Me movies. So. What? No, sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm sorry. The hype with the minions was out of control by the time I even considered watching. Watching any of the Despicable Me movies, so I have to admit the minions are pretty hilarious. They are kind of <laughs> oh my awesome. god! Every time that one says papaya, I lose my shit. <laughs> I cannot stop laughing. I'm like, I have to make sure I go to the bathroom before I watch it because I will pee my pants on <laughs> so hard. Well, I did with the whole animated short. I was very impressed at turning. Uh, Red Riding Hood into a badass. I, oh, I, yeah. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one line towards the end when they pointed out that there were now two wolf skin coats, and also she went with a pig skin purse. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Loved it. I actually liked how the pig was animated. I don't know what it was about the pig that I thought was so appealing, but I really liked that. It's like he was cute and cuddly, but disgusting at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, you do have to, I, I don't know, that made it more satisfying when she turned him into a pig skin purse, whatever, but the fact that he told her that they were completely completely broke and then he invites her in in front of the vault full of gold and still he thinks he's going to get lucky with her and a bottle of wine I'm like yeah. yeah come on now yeah now jada you had said when we were leaving that you had hoped that they were going to get snow white and red red together like as a couple and i actually thought that that was implied at the end that they were mm-hmm. i mean they left it a little bit open but i thought their implication through the whole thing was that they were a couple see i didn't get that i just thought they were best friends going out for a girl's night because i mean red riding hood had kids so right yeah. right but i think of her as a woman that saves people so she adopted these two orphan children that's and, you know, I have my own story. Sure. Yeah. Oh, no, there wasn't any mention of a, uh, a man in the picture uh, for the uh, the kid's no. father or no. anything like that. Now, now, there is a second part to this animation. Yes, exactly. And I'm wondering, has that been made yet? It's got its own IMDb page, so I'm... Does it? Okay. It must be out, so... Oh, yeah. hey, nice. I gotta watch now that I'm see that. I don't understand why the total thing didn't get it nominated, but maybe, I don't know. Maybe there's a lim- Is there a time limit on shorts? Like, it can only be but so long to be considered a short before it becomes an animated feature? I don't know, because Parasiter and Cigarettes was over 30 minutes yeah, last Yeah, it was 37 year. minutes. Well, how, what long was was, how long was the Red Riding Hood? I don't know. I'm looking it up. We're looking it up. We're looking it up. Looking it up. My favorite character in that was the wolf. I love the way they animated him. I yes. loved his vocalization. Now, the guy that does his voice... I don't know if any of you have seen The Wire, but he plays the main character on The Wire, Jimmy McNulty, who's a Baltimore cop. Interesting. Yeah, nothing like, I mean, the the vocalization was nothing like (laughs) what I'm used to seeing from that guy from The Wire. Now, he had a British accent in the animation, didn't he? I don't remember. I don't know. 
know, did he? What? Uh, did the wolf have a British actor? Uh, yeah, Dominic West. He's a British actor, but he. Uh, so he put on a uh, he, he put, put on, on a Baltimore, Baltimore accent for The Wire. Nice. In, in fact, well, this is way off topic here, but he got the part. He couldn't travel to America to audition, so he filmed himself auditioning on a video camera and sent it in. Had himself reading both sets of lines. Oh, and so wow. he got the part by auditioning on tape and wow. sending it in. So, so definitely talented. There. Yeah, that's really impressive. Holy cow! So it looks like each part one and part two are each twenty nine minutes. So maybe the total together is close to an hour. So maybe that's why they broke it up. I'm yeah, not sure. It could, could be. be. I actually did think there were a few bits in it where I thought maybe it could have had a slightly tighter edit. Because by the time we got to the end, I was like, well, this is a really long short. Yeah. No, I was like, can I have more? <laughs> well, you got more. So yep. Yep. maybe the second nice. one was released like too late to get considered. Maybe. Well, I, I just I definitely have to see that because we got to the end of that. In the, in the movie theater, I'm saying out loud, that's it? You're ending it there? <laughs> See, I love the fact they ended it there. <laughs> nice dark ending. I loved it. Yeah. Well, they do major motion pictures that way. I mean, they did yeah. Hunger Games that way. Of course, those were, you knew what was going to happen because if you read the books. But I actually, I liked how, you know, when she, of course, offed the pig, like, they don't really show the death in the movie because it's a little dark for kids, I guess, but you always know that they've killed somebody and the pig was trying to get the champagne out and you see the cork sliding out and then it goes to outside. There's a flash of light at the same time the cork goes off and you're like, ah, gunshot. That was cool. I thought we would see the same thing when the wolf went in disguise into the little kid's place. For a second there, I thought we'd see that same thing because, you know, if Red raised those kids, they're going to be badasses too. Oh, Well, maybe that's the first 30 seconds of the second one. Nice. Yes. Um, I also love that she's put the pistol in her knickers. And yes. they said that a couple of times. So I was like, ah, knickers. And we also had my favorite, and I don't know if this is going to be Catherine's favorite as well, but it's the Pixar one. And I don't care if it's cliche to pick the Pixar one as my favorite animation, but it was the Lost and Found one. <sighs> It was adorable. Yeah. It had a lot of heart in it. Well, I mean, the way the little spirit animated itself in amongst the clothes and kept changing shapes so that different things became the head and the body and whatever. (laughs) I wanted to watch it about three more times through because it was fast. It was hard to keep track of what was going on. I know I missed stuff. And they do such a great job with expressions and having no dialogue throughout the entire thing. The little kid, the little boy, the bully's expression was very funny. And when he gets all ticked off, and you know has to go and give all the stuff back to the people he's like holding it out and like ugh whatever but the little creature I thought he looked a lot like Muppets you know with the big eyes and then they do things with the mouth and everything just so much personality and just like a collection of shapes well I liked the way they dealt with the whole idea about bullying and in this case it's not about telling somebody to not do bad stuff. It's showing somebody, look how much better your life gets if you do good stuff for other people. Yeah. Which I, I don't yeah. think there's enough of that nowadays. It's all a bunch of don'ts. Don't do this. Yeah, don't do that, and you know, remind but. people, you know, how much it does affect a person because he himself had been bullied. And look what, how that trickled down and just like a domino effect. You know, he was affecting so many people's lives and just like somebody had affected his so and the fact that he was able to associate now that idea with how happy other people were to get their stuff back and how he happy he was so it's not a whole lot of positive reinforcement there so it was just it was gorgeous all around i don't know that i liked it as much as i liked piper from last year but 
no. I think that's probably. I think Lou is probably going to win the animated short this year. I mean, it's Pixar. Kind of they, so. they kind of everything's a little bit weighted towards Pixar, but usually for good reason. Yeah, I agree. Even though I like Rotten Rhymes better, I think Lou's probably going to get the statue. Nathan, would you say that you liked the Rhymes one? Did you like it better because it was darker, or just because it was a lot more to it? Both. Both. Okay, got it. Cool. Uh, Jada, what about you? Why did you like the Rhymes one better than Lou? I don't know. I just think I just, from the second it started, I was just kind of in a trance and it really held my attention. You know, usually I get, that's why I like the shorts because I get bored easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, even with that, as long as it was, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is great. I f- could find myself becoming obsessed with those characters. Yep. So they also had a few highly commended ones that they showed. One of them was. I can't remember the title of it, but it was the one with the guy, and it's another lost and found office, but it's in a train oh, station. The, um, property LPO lost, lost property, property office. office. Yeah. yeah, got it, got it. That was neat, and also I liked how they sort of led you down a garden path for the ending, but then they didn't do what you thought that they were about to do. I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, well, Nathan was the one that pointed out that that was it. Really looked like an Edward Hopper reference when he's sitting in the uh, the cafe. Yes. Like uh, Edward Hopper's uh, Nighthawks. And his name was Edward or Edwin Hopper. You see his name briefly on a sheet of paper and his last name is Hopper. Oh, no way! Oh, I I completely missed that bit. That's neat. clever. The thing that I thought most during that one was ooh, they need to dust. Yes, there was a lot of dust on there. I liked his little robot, though, that he found towards the end. Oh, yes. Well, the fact that the robot came with him in the end. You saw them both looking at each other "Uh uh-huh, and going off to fly away. (laughs) into the night. The animation style on that reminded me of the stop motion animation of those those two brothers that did the they didn't do that tool video, but somebody ripped off their style and I don't remember their names. Oh my god, no, I'm gonna have to look this up, so the Brothers Quay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of their style, even though it wasn't stop motion. It wasn't nearly as disturbing. Right, but I did remember feeling a little bit disturbed by looking at it, and that's probably why, because the Brothers Quay uh, films are usually quite, quite disturbing. So. Oh, yeah. I think it's a lot of it's about the fact that they didn't really change his expression throughout the whole thing. The Brothers Quay do that, too. They have figures that move around, and you're kind of catching different expressions with the light on them, but their faces don't actually move, which... That was a nice, subtle touch. What did you think about the Chinese dragon one, Achu? It was it was adorable. overly cute. It was just it was so over the top adorable, and the, the the poor little guy with the runny nose and the red eyes and sitting there <laughs> sniffing at them. So <laughs> it's funny. I I thought the main dragon in Achu was adorable, but I liked one of the bigger, bullier dragons better. So the one that had sort of a fox face. Yes, I liked that one too. That was neat and uh, kind of a cute little touch where the judge's robes get blown up and he's got a little heart tattoo on his butt. <laughs> Nathan, what did you think about that one? I enjoyed it. I figured it would be the two of your favorite one for the entire night just because it had dragons in it. (laughs) It was good, but there were definitely others that I liked better. But I did think that as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, this one has dragons. Yes. I like the way the dragons flew, the way they sort of just swam through the air. Jada, what was your favorite out of the highly commended ones? Weeds. It was the way they just, the way you really could sense how hot the pavement was that that poor weed was trying to walk across. Like, ow, ow, ow. (laughs) I like the little noises of all the little weeds that are dying in the heat behind him. (laughs) It reminded me of like in the Southern women history where they have the vapors and they pass out. (laughs) (laughs) 
All I could think about with that was Crazy Daisy Ed from, um, <laughs> oh, from yes. television. Oh, Especially pulls himself out of the ground. I just found myself going, okay, I'm bored. <laughs> <laughs> God, we need to see more of that again. I miss Crazy Daisy Ed. Oh, he was awesome. I, I just like close to the ending of that uh, when the, the poor little dandelion collapses, but just before it collapses, its head turns into a bunch of seed heads. Poof. <laughs> So cute. I, the thing I loved was that you know that the next day the people who own the house that have the sprinkler and the lawn and everything would be like, damn it, I've got dandelions all over the lawn. How the hell did that happen? Now, what did you guys think of all the little the little interlude ones? Oh, my gosh. They were, I liked them more than I thought I was going to because, you know, they were definitely adorable, a lot of fun stuff going on. My favorite one, though, was when they did the Romeo and Juliet poisoned fruit one. I, I was... That was my favorite too. Just yeah, mine too, so I think. bizarre and just like I cannot believe I'm starting to get a little teary eyed about this poor little animated character who's so tragically dying. <laughs> I like the one where he's trying to open the refrigerator to get a cupcake and yes. it's all these different doors. <laughs> yes. Like one of them space and he starts floating away. He's like, What? <laughs> Hang on. I don't think they've ever done that before in the animated nope. short. Just specifically had stuff to tie things things together that I don't think any of those were nominated for anything. It was just something they decided, heck with it. We'll just throw some more stuff in here. It happened so fast and it caught me off guard. And, you know, I was, you know, throwing some nachos down. And I was like, Elizabeth, what was the name of that one? The first one, she's like, it was an interlude. I'm like, oh. <laughs> but then Leland, like, he's throwing me a puzzled glance. And I'm like, no, I don't know. They've never done this before. <laughs> <laughs> any other thoughts on the, uh, have you guys seen any of the movies that have been nominated for best animated feature length? Uh, what are all? What are all the ones there. that are? Uh, Coco. I happen to have. I happen oh, to have. Oh, I need to see Coco because I yeah. heard nothing but good things about that one. And also, if you see it, it will also check off two boxes on your Oscar list because it had one of its songs was nominated for best song. Well, the only thing I really know about it is that for a while they were showing a Frozen short in front of it. Oh yeah, people yeah. got really mad because it was long and like it was 22 people, minutes a lot of people thought that they had gone into the wrong theater or they were playing the wrong movie and then someone had to point out the fact that oh my god maybe disney thinks that no one's going to want to watch a movie that's about mexicans unless we have some you know norwegian looking white <sighs> characters in a short in front of it i'm like that's kind of a heavy accusation to level against somebody. Yeah. I think it was just a problem because it was too long. Yeah, it's the Frozen people are crazy is what it is. I mean, if you go to any convention and you've got the Frozen cosplayers who are all hanging out with each other singing songs from the movie and everything, you're like, all right, I have to go. This you're is like, just... if I had a car, I would hit you with yeah, it. Yeah, they're, they're a little over the top crazy, I think. I'll well, tell you what. People that go into a film that has an opening short and they think they're in the wrong movie are idiots anyway. And <laughs> True. deserve to be thrown out of the theater for sheer stupidity. I think possibly a lot of people thought it was because it was going on so long they were like, what? Wait a minute. Maybe this isn't actually a short. Maybe this is a full-length movie and we're in the wrong theater. But I don't know. I'm sure there'd be some people who would think that just going into one of the little five, ten-minute movies that go in front of a Pixar movie and be like, hey, it's, it's the wrong thing. There's something with like birds on a wire up here. I'm in the wrong film. <laughs> Shut up. True story from when I worked in a movie theater a couple years ago. I had gone, I was coming out of a theater and this one woman and her husband were coming in the the trailers were running the previews were running and the woman stops and looks at me and goes she thinks the movie started and she looks at me and goes can you run it back 
No. Oh, what? I'm serious. Really? It's a true story. And I'm like, those are just the previews. And in my head, I'm going, it's not a VCR, you stupid bitch. I can't <laughs> roll back the movie. Also, my God. I mean, that's not... Has anybody at the history of ever, ever done that? I mean, I can't imagine she would think that would be a thing. Like the, but... oh, excuse me, everybody. The entire theater who got here on time needs to stop because we have to rewind it for this person who came in late. But yeah. People but be dumb. I'll tell you something that we did just recently finally watch we watched moana the other night oh isn't it adorable i loved that oh especially the demon the lava demon i loved the way that whole thing was animated yeah really trippy just like almost like glow in the dark type of looks for that his song was also surprisingly cool i mean oh no no sorry that was that was the turtle so i was talking about the lava demon at the end Oh, sorry. I was thinking because the the turtle. I guess it was a crab. Oh, that's right. right. It was a crab. Yeah, crab. it was a crab. Because he had those glowing lines all over him, and I'm watching it, going, "What acid trip have I walked in on?" Oh my god! <laughs> now, what did you read in the trivia about what that was? Uh, um, that that was... was a tribute to David Bowie, the crab. If you Aww. look at him, the next time you watch, one of his eyes is dilated, like oh, David Bowie's no eyes were. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I like. So that. yes, I like that. I loved all of um, the main character Moana's songs, her triumphant songs, especially when her grandmother passed away, and she's still charging off into the sea to go meet her adventure, and this spirit of her grandmother goes flying through as a uh, a manta ray i think it yeah, was I think so uh, yeah beautiful yeah. just all around gorgeous but you know they don't know how to make not make a gorgeous movie i don't think that's very true one of the movies that's been nominated for best feature and i just have to think that it's because there just weren't enough good animated movies that came out this year the Boss Baby was nominated for Best I Animated Feature. I saw Feature. that. Jesus. Now, that's a movie I haven't heard any good things about. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think maybe if you've got kids, I don't know. I I think it's on Netflix or Amazon One, so I won't have to pay extra money to see it. So I may watch it just to actually judge it realistically. But, man, I have not heard any good stuff about that one. Well, I'm wondering about when they do uh, announce, when they have the actual Oscar ceremony, okay, how many jokes are are they going to have about, oop, wrong envelope. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Oh, and it's the same guy. It's uh, Kimmel is doing it again. Yeah, but year. it wasn't his fault. It so. wasn't, but... And I thought he did a really good job last year. Oh, he did an amazing yeah. job, but then to end on that note, I was hoping that he was going to have a second shot at it. It's like, nope, that cannot be my only shot at doing the Oscars to have something that bad. But at the same time, I don't know, is it really bad in Hollywood? Nobody could shut up about it for weeks. And that usually is like, it's publicity for your event. And people do love a good train wreck, you know? Just because we don't like it. I don't know. I don't. I didn't like it. <laughs> I had to leave the room. I was like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> it, no, it was very awkward. It really was. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. I, I think awful. the only way it would have been worse is if it had been the other way around. Oh, yeah. No, true. No, I think if it had been worse than two days later, they would have been like oh by the way like if they hadn't caught it that minute that would have been worse yeah i mean i guess they probably would have caught it but i don't know i think is it the same security company that's doing it that messed up that's doing it again this year yeah so i did read that they have a third precaution because i guess what happened last year was there's the envelope on each side of the stage Mm -hmm. because they never know who's coming on what side i mean the people that hold the envelopes don't know so what happened was, I guess, I don't know if an envelope got out of order or on one side or the other, 
So that's how it ended up being the wrong envelope. Now there's a third envelope, and for that one, I guess he's coming from the backside, and he's got. Oh, I don't know. Why don't they just print on the envelope what it's for? What I mean, best picture on the envelope, best yeah. actor. Why yeah. Why does it have to be on the inside? Elizabeth, yeah. I think you pointed out that they had this precaution about having envelopes, you know, on either side because they don't know which side it's coming from. Like. Why not just have it coming from one side? Exactly. exactly. I mean, what exactly, exactly. Would be the problem with having some. There's probably a lot of logistics that we're not really familiar with. I, but I think guess. I feel like adding a third envelope is just making it more worse. Complicated. Yeah, good. Good. Yeah. yeah, I feel like the envelope guy should be on the stage with a briefcase handcuffed to him. <laughs> he opens it in front of everybody as they come out and announce. The announcer people like. Turn around, get the envelope, and then read it. How is that not? That's just drama right there. That's good. Having multiple <laughs> copies of the envelopes just adds to the possibility of a real big fuck up, as we saw last year. But oh, I don't know. Have you guys heard anything about the movie Loving Vincent? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. That's it's an animated movie that was nominated for Best mm. Picture, and I think it's I think by Loving Vincent. I think they made Vincent Van Gogh. So that makes me really want to see it. Which sounds like something that would make a really good short. So I'm sort of impressed that it's actually one of the features. Yeah, because what do people actually know about Vincent Van Gogh other than he was an amazing painter and he went crazy and cut his ear off. <laughs> it's like most people don't know more than that, so I think that would actually be pretty good to have a a, a whole entire movie devoted to him to that. And people know that he met Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, you know that it is just a movie about him, but it's just animated. Okay. okay. They made a movie in the fifties about him with Kirk Douglas. I can't remember the name of it, but really it's supposed to be pretty good. I've never seen it. Well, then they also have a movie called Ferdinand, which I'm assuming is the one about the bull, yeah. yes. which I also which haven't also seen. Which also looks adorable, but I haven't seen that either. No. I was wondering, because did you guys see, um, you guys all saw Zootopia, right? Oh, yes. yes. Is that the same bull that was in Zootopia that was Idris Elba? No. No. Okay, because every time I see him, it makes me think that it was. No. I think it's done in the same style, sort of. Yeah. But it's Ferdinand the Bull. Oh, it's John Cena is Ferdinand. Aww. Yeah, it's a, that children's book growing up about Ferdinand, right? Yeah, it's a pretty classic kid's story, I guess. And then there's one more, and I have not heard one damn thing about this. I know nothing about it. It's called The Breadwinner. And that's been nominated for a Best Animated Feature I've as well. Anybody heard it. of that one? There must not have been, because I remember last year it was kind of a, you know, a three-way battle at least between Zootopia and Moana and... Some other big named ones. I know what it was, the one about uh, Zubo and the two strings or something I think you're right yeah Kubo yeah, and the two strings there we go ha nailed it <laughs> so the description for the breadwinner is a headstrong young girl in Afghanistan disguises herself as a boy in order to provide for her family alright executive producer Angelina Jolie oh wow that sounds like it could be really powerful and it also screams Oscar bait yeah very much yeah, so yeah is that like Mulan I mean isn't that the whole I mean she fought for her family true but. true but then you had the afghanistan element in there it's like i don't know showing us more aspects of the world i guess i don't know yeah okay so that's gonna wrap us up for the week so make sure to check out pixelatedgeek.com for all the movie reviews the book reviews the podcast comic book reviews photo galleries we are gearing up for convention season we've got WonderCon coming up we've got north carolina comic-con which one is it oak, oak city, city or bull oak city oak, oak city. city all right have you guys heard back from them about the press passes yet not nope. yet all right go keep your fingers well, we crossed we got another be... few weeks so i mean okay. it, it was like the week before the bull city one before we heard anything so right, i'm really thinking about um 
um, fine-tuning my uh, Doctor Who gender-bent 10th Doctor costume. And yeah. I don't know, maybe we can get Nathan a um, Union Jack t-shirt. So and you can be Oh, a, that would be gender-bent Rose. Although I have been checking around and she never wore the uh, Union Jack t-shirt with the 10th Doctor. Oh! So she wore the pink skirt and the blue jacket with right, the 10th Doctor. Yeah, I ain't wearing that. Not, just not <laughs> Sorry, not guys. Happen. No, that's why we were going for the Union Jack one. We're like, what's realistically possible? She did wear like a jeans and a black leather jacket combo a few times, so maybe we could do that. Alright, that works. It's not as iconic as the Union Jack t-shirt, unfortunately. But, that's but I don't fine. know if I would really be able to pull off a gender-bent 9th Doctor costume as easy is the 10th Doctor. And, well, I think you could definitely pull it off. It's just nobody would know what you are. You I know, if you know. don't look like Christopher Eccleston, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's a black jacket and some good boots and dark pants and everything. It's like, I love you, Chris, but you certainly didn't wear anything real iconic on that one. No, Though I do no, love that with jacket. The, with the 10th Doctor, I mean, I can just dress it up with the sneak, the red sneakers and the 3D specs and the sonic screwdriver, and then everyone knows what it is. Yeah, exactly. If you wear a fez and you carry a sonic screwdriver, people know you're 11. That's fine. But, <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to actually touch up the Kaecilius's minion outfit for WonderCon. I'm leaning towards that one. You know that the thing I got the most compliments on when we I wore that at uh, the Bull City Comic Con? The makeup. Everyone said, oh, wow, I the makeup looks great. Like, I think you. that's everybody just as soon as you put that on, they know exactly what you are. I mean, yeah. anything else, but you get that on, you're like, ah, oh, I remember the movie. So yeah, I'll, I'll work on the makeup and try and make sure it's good. But So look out for all of that. Pixelatedgeek.com. No idea what we're going to talk about next week probably a welcome to night vale episode i imagine because i think we've got one we do actually waiting for us we have one waiting for us so we're going to be falling behind again which is just par for the course for us how we do so one way or the other we will talk to everybody in one week and thank you very much jada and nathan yep thank you no problem glad to be here so we will talk to everybody in one week talk to y'all later